and welcome everyone to Dad Pod Sports episode two. Uh, my name is Kevin. Uh, on the other end, we got Artie and we got John. Uh, thank you for everybody who listened to us for the first episode. A big thank you to uh, our growing fan base in Virginia, I think it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a download in Virginia. Yeah, but uh, same thing as last week. We're going to go into NFL uh, recap and previews, uh, maybe talk a little bit of World Cup, some MLB, MLB free agency, and hopefully we can get to some hockey because on disagreeing with what our uh, local radio says, we do care about hockey. So, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. we do. yes, we do. We do. We love hockey, actually. So, uh, First things first, boys, uh, exciting week of the NFL uh, schedule. We had a litany of games. So where do you guys want to start? Let's see. I'd like to highlight the number one, Lions beating the Giants. Yes. Simply put, not a good performance by the Giants uh, last week. And they followed it up on Thanksgiving with a another another C minus performance, but we'll get to that later. Um, I would, I would point that out. I would start, let's start with our local teams and then um, Patriots over jets. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get, we'll get into that too. That one was, that was that a little was rough a, too. That was a 1947 fest of, you know, <laughs> not knowing how to score a touchdown and not how no, the forward, the forward pass was uh, that offense I mean, back 20 years, 20, like 50. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Now, I think what you said about the Lions and Giants, I mean, we're going back almost two weeks now, but um, that was a game they probably should have won, but they didn't play like they wanted to win. You know, classic trap game, if you will, you know, looking ahead to your opponent to this week, which they ended up losing anyway. But like you said, we'll get into that later. I just think now you're seeing teams adjust to the Giants that they can't throw the ball downfield at will. And right. when you become one dimensional in the NFL, well, do your best. You know, they're going to load up the box and stop the run, daring them to throw when most teams in the league have a pretty bona fide number one. They really, the Giants really don't. And that can be a problem because you can't, they can't throw their way out of a, out of, a, um, out of a bad situation. If it's, third and eight, third and nine, or even longer, it can be pretty hairy because you're not going to run run a screen pass. You're not going to run, you know, a, you're not going to run the ball in that situation. You have to throw the ball, and teams know that. So they'll load up the box and, you know, we'll play cover two and hope for the best. And chances are it's going to work out. Right. And I think also it shows you that I think between that and then what happened yesterday on Thanksgiving, I think it's pretty clear at this point that the Giants should know that Daniel Jones is not the answer at quarterback. And I think from at least my perspective, if they don't know, I don't know what the last month of the season is going to show them the, the next five games that, you know, six games. I, I don't know what's going to, what they're going to see that's dramatically different and is going to be large enough of a sample size to say, okay, this may be our future franchise quarterback. Now, I know that, that you know they're not going to be able drafting high at this point, so it may they may have to run them out there next year, but I think the decision now, if it hasn't been made, 
by now, it will be made very soon that definitively he's not the long-term answer at quarterback, even though he may be your best option going into next year. That may be his, if it's not this year, next year is his last year with the Giants. I can see what you're saying there. Uh, personally, I disagree with you, though. I don't think it's so much Daniel Jones. I think it's more so the fact that he has a receiving core that does him no favors. Uh, you can't, Like, to John's point, you can't name a verifiable number one on that team. You know, um, you, you thought you had one with Kadarius Tony. He got shipped out. You know, he had his uh, behavioral issues that made it impossible for him to stay, but there was no quantifiable number one. And number one you did have, and Sterling Shepard got hurt. So at that point, you're 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 trying to make slot receivers into number one receivers. You're trying to make number three and number four receivers into right. number ones. Juan Dale Robinson, he's not a number one receiver. Darius Slayton, he's had a few good games. He's not a number one receiver. You're you're trying to mix and match and to your credit, can Daniel Jones win you a game? Sure. Uh, is he a game manager? Sure. Would he look better with a verifiable number one? Yes. Probably. So it, it's it's also on the GM. It's also on coaching staff to work around that. I think uh, you know the head coach has done a great job, and he's probably in the still in the running for coach of the year. But probably, right? Long term. Long term, you need a number one receiver. We're not going to get a clear picture of Daniel Jones as a number one quarterback and as how far he can take this team until he gets a legitimate number one receiver. Right. I mean, if you look at it, like going back 10, 15 years, we weren't able to really get a firm grasp on somebody like an Eli Manning until he had a number one receiver. Like the, there was questions about Eli Manning and how far he could actually take a team unless he had a number one receiver. Once he got that, we were able to kind of discern and, and pick apart his his career and, and pick apart whether or not he was a legitimate Hall of Fame quarterback, which he was. But it was a matter of get him to talent around him and surround him with the talent around him, which at the time was Mario Manningham, was Plasco Burris, was Tiki Barber, Brandon Jacobs, so on and so forth. At that point, getting the talent around him to really succeed. Right now, the Giants, the only talent he really has around him is Saquon Barkley. Right, right. So, uh, that's his only first first round talent, and I think it's no. I listen. I think it's fair to sit there and analyze and say that Daniel Jones is not the only problem with this offense. That's uh, you know, injuries are a big problem right now with them. <laughs> And they just don't have a number one bona fide receiver or even really honestly a real number two. They have a bunch of threes, two, maybe two B's and threes. Right. They're trying to make guys into something that they're not. They're trying to basically for not force these guys to play above their head, but they're asking them to step up in a way that not that they can't, but the skill level just isn't there. And not for nothing, Kenny Galladay was brought in to be that guy and he's just not that guy. You know, he was yeah. the number one receiver in Detroit for, you know, his for the first couple of years of his career. And I wouldn't say he was the best wide receiver in the league, but he was usually when healthy, he was at the top. And it just looks like he just fooled the Giants front office into giving him a massive contract. And I mean, he'll probably be a cap casualty this year and be gone at the end of it. But right. you'd have to say it's probably one of the biggest disappointments in a signing in the longest time because he was brought in to be that guy and he just hasn't been. And Speaking of handing out massive contracts, 
they're in salary cap hell right now. I mean, next year, some money is going to be coming off the books, but you know, a new GM and a new coach were brought into a team that was not put in a good cap situation for this year. Now, next year should be a little bit better, but you know, it's tough to, it's tough to put a team together when the outgoing GM signs massive contracts and then is out the door the following year. You know, the NFL is all about the cap. They had, I was pretty significant negative amount of cap space before this year started. And they had to do Mm -hmm. some pretty creative accounting to get it done. And I know the NFL, the cap is made up basically, but you know, they had to play some, play some real, you know, financial chess to get this done for, you know, the opening day of this year. Nate Solder comes to mind. (laughs) Just FYI. Another another contract. What was the other guy? Jeff, uh, Jeff Schwartz. Um, yeah, you know, not a, not a, not huge, not a bigger name, but you know, a couple of bad offensive line. No, listen, they they also have setback. A, they have a lot of dead cap too. They, you know, yeah, Nate Sol- Nate Solders on the dead cap. Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Blake Martinez, Kyle Rudolph, Kadarius Tony has a dead cap hit. A lot of these guys have dead cap hits that they weren't necessarily wanting to get rid of these guys. Like James Bradbury was a cap casualty. But still, he's commanding dead cap money that, you know, could be used to sign players. And yeah, I mean, next year, thankfully, they will have $60 million of cap space as it is now. And if they cut Galladay, um, if they wait, what is it, if they wait to cut him? Yeah, there's well, probably if- a date somewhere. June for June first. If so, they, what uh, was it by June first or after June? If they 1st? cut him pre June first, um, his dead cap money, his debt is fourteen. If they cut him after, it's seven. Right. So they'll probably cut him after you know you know right before training camp starts or right at the beginning and go find a new team, have a good day. Right. Or they um yeah the or they have a potential out was it in twenty four with a six point eight um million dollar dead cap hit yeah i'm I'm trying to look at it now but yeah, he's yeah but he signed a four-year 72 million dollar deal with right. 28 million gar- oh, no i'm sorry 40 million guaranteed you were supposed you're you're the big dog when you bring that when you sign that kind of deal that's right that's right and i think it's totally you know it, it's that just tells you ultimately that you have to be smart with your money as as a front office and the giants front office until now Gettleman was trying to sign his way out of being a bad team and very rarely in the NFL does that. Right. And that's the problem. You know, he drafted. Okay. Like ultimately you can turn around and say he hit and missed. He hit a lot. He, he missed more than he hit. He hit some, but. And there's a lot of game and there's a lot of gamble. There's a lot of gambles. Saquon bar. Listen, Saquon's played well this year, but it was a number two overall pick. No, not, not in the NFL of the 21st century. Was Daniel Jones worth the number six pick? No, I don't know. <laughs> you know, well, that's you a, know, do, do Daniel Jones better or worse than Mark Sanchez? I mean, Mark, you know, Mark Sanchez was the sixth I, pick in his draft, and and his head coaching college Pete Carroll told said to reporters like, Listen, I don't think he's ready. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you know, so you know, not to not to bring up the past here, but you know, not to dwell too much on this team, but you know, they're they're probably over their heads. I was talking to a couple of people today, like. You know, if you would have told me the Giants would be seven and four at Thanksgiving, I probably would have been like, are you crazy? Yeah, but, but your expectations have to shift. 
but the expectation, right? They're seven and two going, you know, now they're on a two game losing streak. You know, we'll preview the upcoming games and all that stuff. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago where people talking about this team making the playoffs. Now, it's not that it's in question, but it's becoming more of a question mark, I should say. Do you think that that it's not so much panic time, but do you think that the slide is is real? Like, is it a verifiable slide at this point? I think the slide is real. I think, but here's the thing in the NFL, you could be on a two game losing streak and then win the following week. And then I wouldn't say the slides over, but the slide gets the, you put the, it at bay. the temperature, you know, starts to cool down a little bit. All right, we're back on track. We got a win under our belt, right? You know, we can look forward now. We could build on this success, especially this team. It's a young coaching staff. It's more or less a young team. It's not like a team where it's like, all right, we got a lot of aging veterans. We got to win now. Got to think too. Dayball and Shane haven't really built this team the way they see it. No, it's they not. Have a, they haven't had time this, yet. This isn't their team. They they had no money to do that. They had very little flexibility. Like you have to give them a chance to build up their team, build up their bring in their guys. Like Matt Breida this year was a guy in Buffalo. They brought him. You you saw even when Rex Ryan was hired with the Jets. Uh, you know, using another New York example, he brought in Bart Scott. He brought in his guys. Brought in his guys. He brought in his guys to instill, you know, I guess you could quote unquote the culture, if you will. But Matt Burita is, is a nice complimentary the, the piece. playbook, not knowledge of the playbook. Right, knowledge exactly. of the way it's he's, a, to he's a complimentary piece. You know, you want to bring in now high, high price free agents or good college talent, even even if they're picking at the middle or back of the draft. You they want to draft their guys. Kadarius Tony was probably not going to be their guy. It was a Dave Gettleman pick. So, you know, looking back on it, they never should have traded out of it, traded out of that spot with the Bears and could have drafted Micah Parsons. But you live and you Imagine. learn. Right? Imagine. You, you live and you learn. Now, listen, the Giants could have drafted Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, here we are. Yeah. yeah so, could are. A, so could a lot of teams. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. And ultimately, I think, you know, we I think the Giants, they're going to go as far as that defense is going to take them this year and, and the running game. And I think that's it. I think ultimately looking at the last six, seven games, we know now that that's, that's the answer. So if they, they run it up for 150, 175 yards a game, Saquon gets a touchdown, Daniel Jones can do some play action. The defense, you know, gets a fumble, gets a pick, you know, maybe the special team scores. That's how they're going to win games. That's how they're going to go go anywhere this year. They're and living they and dying by it. They're living and dying right. by it. And the that's run. it. And that defense is going to get gassed and they're going to run out of steam at the end of the year. And oh, yeah. If they're a playoff team, they're a one and done anyway. Like, make no mistake right. about it. I have no illusions of that. It's just, right. you know, you, you want to see the team do well because it's been so long in this town, in New York, especially where I know other teams, you know, Cleveland, Detroit, all that, you know, they've suffered through a lot of bad teams. But the last couple of years with two New York teams being absolute garbage, you're starting to finally see like, all right, maybe we finally hit our stride here and football's getting better. And the last couple of weeks have not been not been great. I won't say it's put a damper on the season, hmm. but it hasn't been great. No, no. Let's move across the hall and. <laughs> What the hell is going on with gang green boys? Cause that's turned into a dumpster fire of epic proportion. Well, I'll, I'll let art take this one over because yeah. he was it's blowing the up the, he was blowing up the, the, uh, the text chat over here. So during that game, so, okay. Um, 
Well, all right. I'll start with watching. The, I watched the whole game live. <laughs> watch. I watched the Pats Jets game live, and and I it was painful to watch. Obviously, um, it was clear to me that Wilson was throwing passes. Yeah, it was really windy up in Foxborough. I know. I saw. We we all saw it. We but, all saw it. But Mac Jones was able to not fuck up and was able to throw up a forward pass and complete passes. Not much better, I grant you, but, but yeah, but um, better, but better enough that they would move the ball and the jets defense played their, the game of their lives, honestly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, on a normal Sunday on an, all things being average, Pat's could have put up 17, you know, 20 points, you know, not, not 30, but that they, they were playing well enough to to put up two touchdowns and a field goal. Um, but the Jets defense played their lights out. And I think it's the special teams mistake. Yeah, it could block in the back. Yeah, okay, you know, fine. But there's a hold there's holding on every play. So, you know, I'm not gonna go and lose my mind over the fact that they that a, a block in the back was missed on a special teams play. You know what? You deserve to lose that game. So how about Honestly, you score more than three points? How about, about right? That. How about you score more than three points? And you could say the same for the bats. I mean, they they teetered. They both both teams teetered on the edge of of disaster. So right. I, I I don't I I I feel that way, and I really I don't care about that. Ultimately, the Jets played bad enough to deserve to lose the game. The problem I had was obviously as many people had after the fact was how Zach Wilson reacted, and he should not have said the fact that he. Didn't let his defense down. Of course, he fucking let his defense down. He played like trash and garbage, and he wasn't a leader. And we could sit here and debate until we're blue in the face. What? How? Why did he get benched ultimately for this week? Right. And whether or not you know this, you know, did he get benched because they're playing the Bears at home? Did he get benched because, and he might get his job back next week, you know, in, you know, in week 13 did, was it just a lesson for don't be an ass and don't be cocky and be a better leader of men. You got to sit or, you know what, this is a playoff team and we need somebody who's going to actually move the ball and score us 20 points, 17 to 20 points a game, because by God, if they, this game, you know, if he scored, you know, a touchdown, you know, like it's but, there's right. a couple of games now where if he had scored a little, it just played a little bit better. The Jets would be, you know, have eight wins right now instead of six. But here's the thing, though, with Zach Wilson, when it comes down to it, we can, like you said, we can debate about his benching and, and so on and so forth till the end of time. The reality is, though, he went from Packers, Broncos, Pats, Bills. Pats again. If you're ever going to have a get right week, this was the week. Absolutely. If you're ever, if you're ever going to have a week where, look, get your get it figured out, get it all out of your system, figure your shit out, and coast the rest of the season. We're not even coast, but just get us some wins, and and let's let's roll from here on out. If there ever was a time. This was the week for to get him some confidence. The fact that on a Wednesday, she got told, "You're sitting." Hey, we're sitting you down, and not even sitting you down. We're not sitting even. you down. You're not even going to dress. Right. And Joe, oh, the the 
zombified corpse of Joe Flacco is your is backup. Gonna be, gonna be your backup quarterback. Crazy. That if that's not a message to Zach Wilson about where his NFL career lies in New York at this point, I don't know what is. Oh, no, I nothing, think let's, let's read let's read the passing yardages. No, listen, I agree wholeheartedly. I think he is teetered on the edge of being out at the end of this year and being either cut or traded, you know, for Sam Darnold. And, and I think it's crazy that the, that the, the tailspin, listen, winning cures all ails, but let's read the passing yardages for Zach Wilson. Since he came in in week four, two fifty two against the Steelers, which now looks like, you know, for like, you know, it's a Peyton Manning S game two ten against the dolphins. 110 against Green Bay, 121 against Denver. Outlier, you know, 355 against the Pats first time, which, again, all good, but threw a bunch of picks. So, you know, all right. And 154 against Buffalo, and then 77 yards. So I'm seeing inconsistency. I'm seeing lack of accountability on his part. And I'm seeing, like, you know, there were reports he didn't know plays. Other, you know... And when Garrett Wilson said what Garrett Wilson said and he lost his mind, you that's it. I think they had a meeting and Sala and and Joe Douglas, they said we can't we can't lose the locker room. We can't keep keep running this guy out there when the defense is literally killing themselves and saying we could literally win a Super Bowl with this defense. This is two thousand Ravens esque level. Like they are that talented. You know, if they had a running game and a decent offense that kept the ball time of possession, this this defense would be a top five. Like this was Rex Ryan esque a little more recent. Like, you know, this is that that level. Like we could go to the AFC championship game with this defense. No problem. But right. Jesus Christ, this offense can't even come close to that right now. And I think it's I think in order to keep accountability as a head coach and to really say, you know what, I gotta I gotta respect the other fifty two men in this locker room, gotta sit them. I think Brees Hall up a lot of the shortcomings of. I agree with that. I think that they were able to give Brees Hall checkdowns and bubbles, like bubble screens and and halfback passes and so on and so forth. Yeah, they did and a lot he, of pitches, a lot of tosses, a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of plays designed for him, direct snaps to him. They did a lot, especially in. You know that Green Bay game, 116 yards rushing. Like he was, he was dope. He, you know, I remember in the Miami game, he led them in rushing and in receiving. Yeah, he had 100 and 100 basically. I don't think it could be understated, possibly how big of an injury Brees Hall was, because I'm not saying he took all the attention or all the pressure off, but he took a decent amount of pressure off because he was an he was a weapon. You know, as the year he was getting better as the year was going on, and that injury was unfortunate. He's everything you hope that Le'Veon Bell was going to be when you signed him a couple of years right. ago. And it's and honestly, it goes to show you too. It was the same thing with Saquon in his rookie year. Usually, the rookie running backs and rookie wide receivers make an immediate impact. Because look at Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Saquon in his rookie year, Brees Hall this year. Usually, the rookies, when they're that talented, make an immediate impact. Quarterbacks excluded. You want to do a little win loss win loss for the Jets before we before we do that I was just looking at you you mentioned Wilson might be out of here or you know possibly mm-hmm. 
you know, and we talked about, you know, Kenny Galladay or whatever, but he carries a significant cap hit if they were to trade him or release, outright release him. So if they cut him before June 1st, he hit, has a $20 million dead cap hit. If they trade him before June 1st, it's an $11.5 million hit. If they, trade, if they release him after June 1st, it's a $15 million dead cap hit and a f- almost $6 million dead cap hit in 24. And if they trade him June 1st, post June 1st, 23 and 24 is $5.7 million in dead cap money. I don't think he's going anywhere. But what do you do with him? Like, well, my question, I, my question is, what if Mike White goes out there and stinks up the joint? Do you? Oh, then you. I I, see. You you have to bring him back. You bring him back. This is my point. Like, we can win with you. We can lose with you. Right. Like, if Mike White comes in and he throws three interceptions and goes ten for eight, you know, ten for twenty-two, and a buck oh five in, you know, in three interceptions, then yeah, like you know then you you bring him back and you go with a narrative like we sat him down we gave him the message that he has to grow up he has to do this and blah 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 and right. you know study his ass off and actually grow up because he doesn't you don't deserve this you don't get handed this stuff and you know and that's it and then you play that game and you then dress him as the backup next week you know the week after and then you start him the week after and let him string out the rest of the season and you go into this the off season maybe he's a little better he plays a couple of good games at the end of the season. Maybe you make the playoffs. Maybe you don't. And you just go in and say, all right, like we're going to bring in. A, we're then, then you bring in a real veteran. You bring in a, a Ryan Tannehill type, you know, to challenge him and say, listen, See, you're going to, you're going to have real competition next year in the train in training camp. You should. All right. But here's the, the other skinny of it. What if Mike white goes 17 for 29 186 yards, a pick, two touchdowns, and they win 17-14 in an ugly game against Chicago. Then yes, Mike White starts you, next. You probably Mike start White him, you starts you probably, at, at Minnesota. Yeah, you probably have Mike White start and Zach maybe back up. Because let's be honest, we'll, Joe Flacco making the backup. This is, this is one of those ultimate, you're just taking a breather. You know, you're not even going to dress. You're not even an option today. But I think if Mike White goes out there and they win the game, whether it's ugly or pretty, I think White will start in in Minnesota or against Minnesota, and then Wilson will be the back. Will dress as the backup. I think the I, thing about Mike White that that was always impressing me last year when we were watching him, small sample size, I understand, but like he clearly knew knew the playbook. He's, a, he's you know he's been around the block a little bit, and in terms of not play time, just he's you know he's twenty eight years old now, and so he's not a kid kid, and he knows like. He he was aggressive and he was pinpoint in where he wanted to go with the ball in terms of he was decisive with his decisions. Yeah, he threw some interceptions like, yeah, he was a bit of a Brett Favre gunslinging the ball. Understand, but but I didn't get the sense that like, A, he didn't have the arm talent and B, he was lost. I never it never looked like he was lost unless he threw a couple of interceptions and made a couple of bad throws. But like he never seemed to lose that confidence of like, well, at least I know the plays and at least I, I know where I want to go. And yeah, I just made a mistake with Zach, especially in the last few games, it looks like he's just, he's like, I don't even know where I'm supposed to go with this. And I'm just going to check it down. Right. I, not, know, to, not going through the progressions. Not yet. I, right. no, I, I get what you're saying. And it, the bears team is probably a good team to get a good measuring stick of this. 
because the defense might be able to carry them to, like you said, an ugly win, you know, a 17-14 win, something like that. But listen, even, if, any, even if Fields plays, he's, he's going to be limited. He's, Right, he's, he's questionable, still questionable. Right, he's questionable. Um, but yeah, you know, you could listen. An ugly win is still a win in the, you know on the win column. So, you know, never apologize for winning, no matter how bad it looks. But you know, <laughs> listen, Zach might be on the same track as Daniel Jones for that matter of not getting the fifth year option picked up. You know, he if won't. he's still if he's still on the team, listen, unless he goes out there and lights it up. But from what we've seen, you know. Do you think he will? Probably not. But then again, most people writing off Jones and not that he's having a great year, but he's having an efficient year, limited, limiting the turnovers, unlike, unlike Zach, you know, but it, you know, he's, what is he two years behind him? So we, we, we got to see. Talking about the bears, uh, Falcons over the bears last week. Thoughts. Well, Justin Fields is pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> he's on a bad he's on a bad team i think that goes without saying but you know <laughs> I, I don't want to say this is a get right game for the jets but you know the, the bears defense kind of stinks let's be honest yeah no they're not good you know should they have won that game i don't know maybe but i i feel bad for justin fields like you you can see the kid is he's learning as he goes he, he's putting it together week by week and he's going to be a dangerous quarterback. He's going to be, he's going to be a contender long-term and he's going mm-hmm. to be somebody that we that talk about long-term. I don't know if it's going to be in Chicago though. Long-term. I don't know if it's going to be Chicago. I think that might not have, be, might not ultimately be Chicago has not been good at developing a quarterback in, you know, 37 years. So it's, you know, Kyle Orton. Yeah, I was like, come on. I don't think they have the talent, the resources, or the front office to to really make it happen. And I think that 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 glorious option here is going to creep its head up quicker than they want, and he's gonna he's gonna fly out of there. He's he's not going to take multiple years of just getting treated like a tackling dummy. No, but they'll probably but, franchise tag him. That's the problem. Like. They're gonna hold on to him, and they're gonna do the dumb, and they're gonna they're gonna franchise tag him if he doesn't want to stay, and they're gonna spend. It's he's not gonna see daylight until he's an unrestricted free agent, and it's that's gonna be six years from now, most likely. You know, just right, because they'll pick up his fifth year, they'll pick it up just un- right. unless he's not good, unless he's just you know he's this flash in the pan, and he ends up not being good, obviously. But like if he's got talent, they're gonna he they're needs, gonna try. He needs to be better in the pocket. He's good outside Agreed. the pocket, scrambling. He needs to be better in the pocket. He makes he he can make the throws on the run. He could kill you with his legs, but he needs to be better behind the uh, you know standard drop back. And I'm not saying all well, quarterbacks need to be drop back. I'm, you know the whole thing. It's a modern NFL. I get it, but you need to be able to sit back and and sling the ball. And you know he's he's got the talent to be better. Justin Fields is the Lamar Jar- is Lamar Jackson. You get off the wish, but like that, that's the reality. <laughs> it, that's probably a fair comparison. That's fair. That's that's fair. Although, listen, like I think the only thing he has going for him is that he did come from pedigree, college football pedigree. Not mm-hmm. that like he came from an offense that was very sophisticated. He didn't come from a you know an Alabama like 
you know, a Kirby, not a Kirby smart, like a, a Lane Kiffin sophisticated college offense, like came from a, like a run and shoot type of offense, like a, a you know, pass option offense. So yeah, run option offense. So like, yeah, okay. Like I understand the thought, but like, you know, but as long, you know, I, I, you know, I've always philosophically wondered too about Lamar Jackson, you know, is that going to be, a, is that something that can work long-term? Lamar Jackson is the only quarterback so far that I sit there and I go, well, maybe, you know, we'll see. Right. Talking about Ravens over the Panthers, that was ugly. That was an ugly, was- very ugly game. The only thing I, I would want to say about yeah. this is nobody threw a touchdown pass. Baker Mayfield, you know, played just kind of worse than Lamar Jackson in that game. You know, again, Lamar Jackson, you know, ran for the, the only touchdown in the game, and that was that's about all you can say. And it was all about the defense. They forced there's another turn- defense. They forced three turnovers. The Bravens forced three turnovers in the fourth quarter. <laughs> that's that'll yeah. win you a game. That was the game. That was the game. But again, it was three three going into the fourth quarter, just like yeah. the Jet game. So it's ugly, you know. But listen, the Ravens have been there all year. They've <laughs> they've lost some ugly games. They're going to win some ugly games. It's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing that the Panthers at this point in the season haven't fucking quit yet either. <laughs> I am beyond. I am beyond impressed at three and eight that they that they have not just said you know like you know they they play. You know, they, they've played other than the Bengals game. They've they've kept the Falcons to 15 points. And then they I mean, they had a shootout with the Falcons two weeks, you know, back in October. Um, they kept the Rams under 24 points. They kept the they Bucks for three points. You know, Cardinals, they, they lost to but only gave up 26 points. You know, close game with the Giants, close game. You know, they say they're not a bad, terrible. They're not a terrible football team. They're just they're just lacking kind of talent right now. And their quarterback position is in shambles. So not you much to say about them, right? You know, now what's either. funny too. I forgot. I forgot until just now that they fired Matt rule. I honestly forgot who, by the he's way, about, is up for a job about, already in college. Of course he's he is. To, he's about to get paid by Nebraska. He's Nebraska. about to get like seven years by Nebraska. And it's going to be inevitably a gig that he's going to get fired from in three years. Like Bo Pelini, like, Frost, like Nebraska else. is is a place you go and die as a good as a decent football coach. Like you know, oh, not, it's just not, not unless you win just, the Big Ten, you're nothing. Like to them, like you're like yeah, okay, yeah, it's true. No, you're right. I you go to Nebraska to develop offensive line talent. I've got I've got really nothing to add to that. It's whatever it is. It's just you know next. I remember him. I remember him being touted as the next big thing, and look what look where that got him. Thank God neither the Giants or the Jets got him. Yeah, I remember, I, remember, I, remember being, I remember being disappointed, but you know what? I guess it's kind of worked out. If you're the Panthers, though, like to your guys' point, like at what point do you guys just say, let's tank for Bryce Young or let's tank for C.J. Stroud and just call it a day? You See, know? here's the thing. In the NFL, these guys are playing for jobs next year. I mean, apart from, they'll apart never do from, it. It's not you know, the NBA. Yeah, apart from like the DJ Moores and stuff like that, and he might not even be on the team next year. But, um, a lot of the fringe guys, a lot of the, you know, the second stringers or whatever, they're not just going to quit on the team. They're playing for jobs. They're playing for the new coaching staff. They're playing, you know, you put uh, put a couple of bad games on film, you're going to be out the door. And that's that's really it. There's really nothing else to add to that. <laughs> you got to you got to play hard every play. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be out the door. 
No, too many people's jobs are on the line. They don't, they can't tank. Can't they're not gonna, they're not gonna obviously tank, but they're gonna be drafting at the top. And listen, we'll. <laughs> I know the draft is in April, and we're way away from that. But you know, there'll be trade okay. ups, trade downs. We'll we'll get into all that. So you got to see where the rest of the you know where the league shakes out. You know, we'll you'll see the draft order. You know, pretty much become finalized in this in this month coming up. Uh, Bills against the Browns. Thoughts. Well, they played it in Detroit. We were kind of all hoping for the big snow game, but it never it never really happened, which you know, that was kind of disappointing. But I feel kind of like the game was the Bills a, kind of muddled through that game, a right? little closer than it needed to be. You know, Josh Allen really wasn't great. A lot of inaccuracy, you know, it, a lot of people questioning how not how good is he, but have we anointed him too soon? But then again. When they needed to, they gained, what is it right here? They gained 223 of their 357 yards in, in the final two quarters. So in the final half, they made up almost three, two-thirds of their yardage. So James, when they, they needed to turn it on, they did. James Cook is going to be the guy that you're going to want to stash on your fantasy rosters. Either for the last few weeks of your fantasy season or for next year. Like he's a keeper. He's going to start getting yards. He's going to eventually take over for a for Singletary. Singletary. But to your point, to your point, like something's wrong with Josh Allen. Like he's not the same quarterback. He's, as, like he's hurt. I feel like he's, his elbows, he's his elbows he's, messed up. He's hurt, but he's not going to sit. He's not going to sit. He's tough, and honestly, like you know, I think he's yeah. I think we overhyped him a little bit, but I. Listen, I think they, they were all messed up by being in Detroit, but being the home team, and they turned it on late in that game, you know. They, and They did what they had to do when they had to, but the problem is in a playoff game, that might be too little too late. Right. And they played so, a nail-biter. I mean, and then they played a nail-biter yesterday. Right, and then, and then they didn't stay in Detroit. They flew back home, and then five days later came back to Detroit and, and say took care of business, but, you know, they won another game, so... You know, one close game. Lions are better than people think. Yeah. They're playing hard for their coach. They're playing, you know, what we talked about, you know, guys playing hard on a bad team. Their coach has them believing they, you know, Jared Goff is not great, but he's, you could do a lot worse than him. And they have some players on the team. They have, you know, they, I mean, they had Hawkinson, they traded him, but they, but St. Brown's a good player. Jamal Williams had his 47th touchdown of the year. Um, Didn't Swift, didn't Swift have another touchdown? Like, you know, a lot of these guys are good players. Yeah, they got talent. They just they don't have they don't have that great of a defense and they don't have, I think, the offense, the consistent offense like the quarterback play to make it so that they that cover up some of those mistakes. Right. Looking at them though, like Amon Ross St. Brown might end up being the most reliable receiver of that draft class. When it comes to injury. When it comes to injuries, when it comes to time on the field, when it comes to like consistent yardage, yeah, I'd take him over Devontae, Devontae Smith. I'd take him probably over Jamar Chase at this point, like just because Jamar Chase can't get on the field seemingly. Yeah. He's hurt. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we'll be saying that in three years, but it's I wouldn't I don't think you're gonna be upset if you chose him over Jamar Chase. I don't I think you're gonna say six in one hand half dozen the other when it comes down to it. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, so commanders over the Texans. 
Washington won't yeah. die. Well, they just won't die. They won't die. And honestly, Houston's garbage. So, you know, they, they benched Davis Mills this week. They, you know, they're a team in not in crisis, but they're a team kind of looking just to get through the year. I, f- I feel like they'll probably be, they'll be, they're in line for the number one pick, right? As it sits uh, right now. They're Do one they? eight and one. So, yes. So they have the worst so, record. So tankathon.com has Houston right now. Houston's one, Carolina's two, Chicago's three, Vegas is four. Um, interestingly, Broncos, as you might remember, traded picks for, yes. you know, one, the one Russell Wilson. Yep. So, so Seattle's, Seattle's picking five. at five right now. Um, Rams traded a pick to the Lions for six. Rams traded all the picks. <laughs> right. Cleveland <laughs> traded a pick to Houston for number seven. So right now, Houston has the number one and number seven overall pick. Right. So they, they I'm not going to say it's again, it's too soon to speculate, but that's some trade bait for them, you know, to maybe get a, a player in there. But then again, you do what the giants and jets did last year and use your two first round picks. You know, I mean, if Texans, you kind of have to go quarterback no? like if they, you got to blow it up and start from scratch. Probably. Them, them getting rid of Deshaun Watson was the first was the beginning of that. Now it's time to just completely start over. They, they, you know, they got rid of Hopkins. They got rid of Deshaun. They got rid of just about anyone who was worth anything on that team. And they're probably going to get rid of Cooks. You know, they tried to trade him, but apparently they wanted number ones and teams weren't willing to pay that price. So on a number ones for Brandon fucking Cooks. I listen, you know, It's like that thing when the supply know. and demand, you need a receiver. Okay, fine. It's going to cost you. Yeah. And Fair you enough. need a number one receiver in this league to do. Right. You, anything. you need, you want some, you want someone of value. Well, you're going to pay for it. And I'm not saying that he's worth a first rounder, but there's a reason why he wasn't traded. So that's and, it. And uh, true. Moving on. We have uh, news that is going to make both of you happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like the Jeff Saturday experiment. Uh, didn't work out this week. Eagles over the Colts. Oh, hooray. Again, it, it, listen, as much as I hate to admit it, the Eagles are a good team. How good are they? I don't know. They're potential frauds. I don't know. Depending on who you talk to, maybe. But the Colts are a bad team. Not a bad team. The Colts are an Below okay average. team. Yeah. It's like the Eagles should have won that game. I'm not surprised. They barely they, did. They did, and you know they they squeaked it out. You know, I, I I had that one point teaser or whatever the six point teaser or whatever, and they had them at minus one, and they won by one. But you know, again, you're not going to look back on that game and go, "Oh, they only won by one." No, they won, and now they're what nine and one on the season. So, you know, that's that's really it. They keep winning. They don't lose. So yeah, yeah, they're they're strong. They're resilient they may turn back and look at this game and go as far as the jeff you know, saturday experiment it's meaningless his presence is so meaningless. exactly is he going to be the coach next year probably, probably. not probably probably not probably not so listen i i hope you know maybe i'll give him some valuable coaching experience go become an assistant somewhere you know offensive line coach nice. slash assistant coach and then you know maybe move up into the ranks like maybe if he, if he really wants to coach he'll He'll find a spot. Maybe it's not Indianapolis, but there's going to be staff opening somewhere. You know, there's always movement. So I don't wish ill on the guy. It's not his fault that the owner is crazy. <laughs> you know, drug addict. 
It's not his fault that the owner is writing him, you know, a multi-million dollar check. Like exactly. It is what it is. Uh Saints over the Rams. I wrote on Rams, our little rundown. Rams is bad. Rams is, be I, bad. What is it? I wrote that the Rams are massively hungover from the Super Bowl, and I, yes. I think it was you, Arthur, that added, you know, there's not enough Bloody Marys to be that hungover, and it's, <laughs> and it's true. But again, this is a team that traded <laughs> just about every draft pick until, you know, our kids are in college, and Stafford's probably not that healthy. You know, how healthy is he? How good is he? Their offensive line is bad. You know, do they have I mean, and cup going down is tremendous. A big hit. You know, who's their number one now? Alan Robinson. Uh, and and I'm gonna say who, another, another guy on my family. Who's that team. who's that guy? Like that's throw that threw me off. You know, should he another one who should who's underachieving? But <laughs> You know, the Rams sold out for a championship. They got it. So you get a little bit of a pass. I don't think McVay's really on the hot seat. I think, you know, he's got at least another year or two before the seat starts to get warm. But, you know, there's only so much you could do with no draft picks. Right. And you never and Stafford's out this week. Right. He's not playing. So neck, neck injury. Right. So he's not healthy. So how far can a backup quarterback take you? You know, not everybody's Nick Foles that'll take you to the Super Bowl. Sorry. Never, never happens. Exactly. It's only happened a couple of times. Older, too, though. Like, that team, like, they sold out for it because that window, they had it, a really small window of we have right. to win now here. If and we if don't we win, don't, yeah, if we don't, it's over. <laughs> right. They, they had this. That's 35. Journey. Yeah. Like, these guys are 35, 36. And if you don't win now, it's over. Like, you your window opportunity just flamed shut. But I mean, was it worth it? Ultimately, like we could debate whether or not selling out to win a Super Bowl is worth it versus like long-term construction of your team. But I've always been of the opinion that like you, you build a team to build a dynasty. You don't, you don't work in the NFL and you don't become a GM to sit there and not cheat the, the system, but like, like, basically play Russian roulette and see if you can amass a bunch of talent and sell your soul's future to win one Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I know at some point, like, you know, some franchises would, like the Jets, we would, I would kill for one Super Bowl, but I still would not have a good taste in my mouth as a fan of my team if I knew it was obvious that they would do something like this and sell, sell out for the future to win one when you possibly could slowly methodically acquire talent to win three, like a la the chiefs, you know, like I'd much rather be the chiefs. Even if I don't win, even if I only win two over a seven year period, three and be in a third, I would be way better to me than win one and then be bad for five years. Like, you know, like that's, that's silly. Like to me, that's the way you should try to do it. But I know there's only one Patrick Mahomes, you know, I get it. I get it. I hear you. Speaking of teams that uh, sold out and tried to sell the farm and, and hoped it worked, Raiders over the Broncos. Let's try it, boys. You know, it's funny. I remember I talked to one of my friends. He's like, I don't know why I ever sided with Russell Wilson and all of this. Like, <laughs> Doesn't you know, Pete Carroll look like a goddamn genius? 
he kind of does, you know, as much as I can't stand him, you know, know. It, it's like, oh, we got to get, well, we got rid of the problem. So now we're just going to do what we got to do. Je- poor Josh Jacobs. That's all I can say. He's yeah. in, he's in another no man's land, another talented guy that just, you know, he's wasting his good years away, you know. Right. Devonte Adams showed why he's probably, you know, the number one or number two wide receiver in the league. He had a huge game, the, especially the especially the wide open t- touchdown at the end of the game. How do you leave him though? Like that, wide, that open, just, wide open, wide yeah. open. I mean, coverage. It's all it is. I mean, Jesus, but you know, it is what it is. And listen, Russell Wilson hasn't played well this year. It's the bottom line. I do you think he's done? Do you think he's like falling off the cliff talent wise? Or is it just he's he's on a new team and nobody likes him there and they're kind of playing bad because of him? See, I don't know. It he he's not a bad guy. He doesn't cause trouble, but I think it's one of those things where like it's like, dude, just come here and play. Like we don't need the theatrics. And it's mm-hmm. and I don't I haven't seen one person online even his biggest defenders like be like dude just like just sure. stop being so lame like i know i know like stop being like he's boring <laughs> but he's so like he tries to be so what's the word tries to be cool like he tries to be polished perfectly polished but he showed up to practice in his own jersey you know like yeah, like know. it's one of those things where it's like you know you've had like 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 Bryce Harper in the World Series showed up to like Houston in a Mike Schmidt jersey. Like that's cool. Like if he would have shown like shown yeah. up in like a John Elway jersey or something like that. Like okay, cool. Like that's a legend of the franchise. Whatever. Like you don't wear your like own Terrell jersey. Davis. Like yeah, Terrell you, Davis. Something like you yeah. Don't wear your own jersey to 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 practice. Like what are you doing? Like talk about practice. Like, you don't like again, maybe is that really a big deal? Probably not, but it just looks dumb. And then your field doesn't your, your play on the field doesn't back it up. And I'm going to be honest, with you, he's just not having a good year. And, you I, know, I just don't think Nathaniel Hackett is cutting it as a coach either. Well, that too. I think he's overmatched. I think the plays are so the system is predictable. And, and honestly, I'm looking, I'm looking at I'm looking at their draft picks right now and i don't think they they only own they have six picks they only own three of them for this year i'm pretty sure which is crazy Um, yeah yeah crazy they they sold out they believed wholeheartedly that russell wilson was going to get them there and russell wilson talent wise i don't think it's just a, a, a blip i don't think that he's suddenly falling off a cliff and and we're just now getting exposed to Russell Wilson being a bad quarterback. I think that he's always been an average quarterback. I think that as much as we don't like Pete Carroll for a myriad of reasons. Multitude of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Carroll for what it is, is an offensive genius. And he had a system that accentuated the positives and eliminated the negatives for Russell Wilson. He put him in this position to shine he had, and he had, let's be honest about it, he had a Hall of Fame running back behind him that could take the pressure off of him. When he had Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch was going to give you the space to either sink or swim. All you had to right. do was put the ball in 
pretty damn capable hands. Doug Baldwin was a damn good number two receiver. You, you look at Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett is a damn good receiver. You look at somebody like now, you had DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, probably in the top 10, top 15 receivers in the NFL. Like, yeah. you know, he he's, like you said, he's not Devontae. He's not, you know, Terry McLaurin. He's not Santa. Uh, why did I almost say Santana Moss? Um, <laughs> Santana Moss. Throwback. You know, but yeah, like, like in that, in that vein of uh, receiver, like, he's not in that vein, but he still can get you 150 yards a game. Like he's still a legitimate receiver. And all he had to do was get the ball in spots, open field. You're, you're more than likely had six to eight guys in the box trying to stop Marshawn Lynch at one point. Mm-hmm. You're going to have space, man. Like is Pete Carroll, uh, uh, Pete Carroll for whatever personal reasons, douchebag. Sure. But, yeah, of was course. the guy damn good quarter like quarterback coach and a damn like a guru when it came to getting the ball out? Like he made Matt Liner Heisman like Matt Liner and Carson Palmer Heisman winners. When yeah. before when before Pete Carroll, these guys were on six and six teams in college. Like it it, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. dude knows what he was doing. Yeah, I, he's got the right. He's a great football mind. He's just he's be Carroll, <laughs> you know. All right. All right, next Cowboys Vikings. Uh, <sighs> a game that I thought would be closer, but the Cowboys just showed up. And as much as I hate to give them credit, listen, the Cowboys are a good team. That their offense came to play, and they did what they had to do. Yeah, Vikings. The, I think uh, burned the Vikings, as we can see, burned that tape and went and then beat Pat beat the Pats yesterday on Thanksgiving. Right, so. so they did what they had to do. They, you know, burn the tape, move on. All right, you know. But they're a team, though. Like that, yeah. come playoff, that's going to be that's going to be a dangerous thing to, to kind of swallow if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. You don't know what team's going to show up. Is it going to be the Cowboys? The team plays Cowboys and got blown out by thirty, or is it going to be the team that showed up against the Pats and and the Bills? Yeah, is it going to be the Bills and the Pats team? Right? No, listen, that's that's but that's that's Kirk Cousins in a nutshell. The curse of Kirk Cousins that you know until now, you know, literally until yesterday, it's like he he's been awful in primetime games. Awful. Like yeah, his record is horrific. His stats are awful. Yeah, primetime you know? Kirk is not good. Kirk. There are certain quarterbacks where you can visibly see their knees shaking when they're in a prime. <laughs> Game. and Kirk he Cousins was he won. was not bad yesterday he was really he pulled he turned it on in the second half they i was like oh it was like it was a good game yeah no it was when you have justin jefferson though you should be winning more than you're losing though Justin and dalvin jefferson cook should. yeah if you have dalvin cook justin jefferson and tj hodgkinson you should be doing very well absolutely uh I believe we're at uh, Bengals over the Steelers. Yes. Yeah, the Bungles. The Bungles <laughs> over the Steelers. Um, surprisingly close. Should not have been close. Bengals, I think, Bengals need the, the, the Bloody Marys from the Super Bowl more than the Rams do. <laughs> Probably. Um, Usually um, the loser does. They're, they're, they're six and four. Not They're not bad, but um, not yeah, the Bengals either. just are underachieving. Like, 
you know, Joe, Joe Burrow has not been that great. And I mean, listen, like, you know, he's still second year, basically, you know, second year playing. Um, he's still not, you know, he's not polished and ready, you know, but figured out. he's getting there. He's getting yeah. there where he's got to learn now. I think as a quarterback, his next developmental step is to learn now that, okay, I know where I'm going with the ball. I, I'm I, it's second nature. Now I got to recognize the NFL level places where I'm going to make mistakes. I got to recognize the throws that I can't make, even though like I could squeeze it in in college easily or decently, or it's a 50, 50 ball in college. It's a 70, 30 ball or it's an 80, 20 ball in the NFL. And it's more often than not, not worth it in the NFL. And I really need to limit those risky plays. Right. That's, I think the next thing he has to do is just to start to limit those risky throws and plays because listen, he's thrown lately through 350 yards, four touches, two picks. The only reason the Steelers stayed in that game was from, from his two picks. He doesn't throw those two picks. It's 37, 14. And you know, it's a stomping. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, they're doing okay. I think if they get hot at the end of the year and they rattle off three, four straight to to roll into the playoffs, you know, I think, you know, four out of five kind of thing. I, watch out. They'll be dangerous. Um, but they got to show that first. They're, they're not quite there yet. But they're above average right now. Big, big thing for them before we move on was that they finally got a division win. They were 0-3 in the division <sighs> up, up until that game. Wild. So that's a big deal, you know, especially when it comes to tiebreakers. And, you know, it's a big deal. Now they're six and four. They have a win in the division. You know, not that the Steelers were threatening with, you know, to make the playoffs, but still, you know, they got to. No, they gotta, but they, they got to keep pace with the Ravens. They right, can't, they you know, they keep can't pace, fall behind the Ravens. They, and they have to, you know. And they play, they play they the Ravens to, in week 18, week 18. They have to build on this momentum. That's the bottom line. They build still on. have, they still have the Titans this week. Chiefs at home, Browns at home. Got to go to got to go to Tampa Bay and play the Bucks. To Foxborough to play the Pats. Home against the Bills and home against the Ravens. Not easy that's but doable. Not that's. Do you see one, two, the seven games? Do you see four wins in there? You know, four and three that gets them to ten wins, ten and seven. Does that get them in? Is that a wild card or do they need eleven wins? You know, I could see them beating the Titans. I could see them beating the Bengals, uh, the Browns. I could see them beating the the Pats. Are they going to beat the Bucks, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Chiefs? All depends on. They could beat the Bucks. It, it all depends on where the, the Bucks. Bucks, where the Bucks yeah. are at the end of the are, year. But are, right, but are the Bucks on fire? Is Tom, does Tom Brady have them going on fire at that oh, point? Because I oh. think they. He. I think he does. I think he's going to have them firing on all cylinders magically, miraculously, out of nowhere. You know, he's going to sneak it. To, to, they're going to sneak into the playoffs. I'm telling you right now. Well, we'll see. That's why they play the game, as they say. That's why they play the game. And lastly, the the Sunday night game, which was the Chiefs over the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs grew late. That was weird. It was a weird game. It was a good game. It was a weird game. Good game. Um, a game that the Chiefs probably should have won by more because, honestly, the Chargers have just uh, – I wrote in our rundown, too, like, why are the Chargers bad? Like they should be better. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be bad. I mean, I know they've had their top two. They wide just had wide hurt. receiver, but like their problem hasn't really been their offense. Their problem's been their defense is so has underachieved greatly, and they just they can't 
you know, like they've given up stupid scores to teams that you're like, how do you give up 38 to the Jags? You know, how do you win by two against the Browns? How do you, you know, how do you, you know, you barely squeak by the Broncos 16, 19 to 16. Like, what are we doing here? Like I could see them before they lost to the Niners, lost to the chiefs. You know, I could see all that. Like they lost to the chiefs twice, like both good three point games, you know, but I know. They, they're under They're playing down other competition. I think I, I kind of agree with that. They are. I mean, you know, like, like you said, or like I said, whoever, it doesn't matter. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Josh Palmer were hurt. They all came back. Keenan Allen played well, had a bad fumble, but made up for it with a with a nice 46-yarder, set up Palmer's second touchdown. Palmer was back, you know. But the Chiefs yeah. are just the Chiefs just continue to steamroll. Right. When I thought that their offense was going to take a step back, it's I wouldn't say taking a step forward, but it hasn't missed a beat. They're 4-0 this year when trailing in halftime. 4-0. How? That's insane. Yeah, I think they needed a two months to calibrate with that Tyree kill, but I think and they've now I think they found they've calibrated. Yeah, they're okay. They'll be fine. They found a replacement. Pacheco is he's great. Gonna be, it's fabulous. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. So they they're, they're going to fire off on all cylinders, man. I mean, they're going to be back uh, in the Super Bowl. I'm call, I they're going to they're going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll win it, but they'll be back in the Super Bowl. I don't see right now. I don't see as much as the team seems to say that. I don't see who can get in their way in the AFC right now. And I think nobody. that nobody. probably it, nobody. Everything goes through our head right Bill, now. Bills, bills are under bills are not, they're not going to be as threat, you know, Bengals again, you know, maybe Ravens, maybe the Ravens, if they turn it on, but it, again, they just, they're not, not that they're big of so one dimensional. Like the problem is, is the rest of the AFC is so one dimensional. And right. the Chiefs just are a very complete team. They're a solid, when, well-rounded machine. Right. Well, you have like Travis Kelsey who can go out of his way to just dominate games. He had three touchdowns and he put a dagger in the Chargers' heart late in that game. Like mm-hmm. it won, you, won you, me my you, fantasy you, fantasy week. He <laughs> can't compete with that man, and no, like. He can't. You have Juju that who's going to be out for a, for a couple of weeks, probably still with the concussion protocol. He's going to come back. He's going to produce. You want you you know MVS is probably still going to give you a couple of yards here and there. Pacheco's still there. You you got weapons all over the place. Uh, Merkel Hardman still you know good for popping up every once in a while, giving you 100 yards. Like there's there's too many weapons and too many people all over the place that that can hurt you. So right. I don't see stop the Chiefs honestly. No, no, I don't either. And right. so Travis Kelsey is just a monster. Three, three, three more touchdowns to add to the, uh, to to the to the shelf. There, it's 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 nuts what he does. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, so but so far, what are we looking at as far as the playoff races currently? What's the seating? Well, let me pull it up for. Let's me. see the end. I mean. The NFC East is no team is under 500. Everyone's over or either at or over. No, everyone's over. So the commanders are in last place at six and five. Like, can you believe that? Wow. After this, after this division was absolute garbage two years ago where you, you got in being under 500. 
Yeah, they, they well, listen, that's the parody of the NFL. They they overhauled it. So right now in the in the AFC, um uh, I'm sorry, let's start in the NFC. In the NFC, Eagles are first at nine and one, Vikings are right behind them at nine and two. Niners are six and four because they're leading the, the NFC West now. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh Bucks are leading the NFC South at five and five. Cowboys on the heels of the Eagles are eight and three now. They're in fifth. Giants are six and seven and four. Seahawks right now six and four. Um, commanders are on their heels at six and five. So we'll see, you know, when we get a couple more games and we'll see what happens. But um Falcons miraculously are only two games behind the seventh spot. Um so you know it's it's still not over in the NFC for the for that seventh and, and sixth and seventh spot, but like Giants gotta start winning games, man. Like they gotta they gotta get off the Schneid. They gotta, you know, it's gonna take ten wins to I think it's gonna take nine and maybe even ten wins to get that seventh spot. It might I don't think I don't think you're gonna get in at nine and eight. Maybe the seventh will be nine and eight, but it's gonna be somebody that has a tiebreaker. If it, if it you know the the famous if the playoffs started today. Top to bottom, Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Bucks, Cowboys, Giants, Seahawks, one through seven, if it ended today. But you have teams, like you said, with six wins, six and five wins, with a lot of games to play still, and a lot of division games to still be played. So there's going to be some movement. Right. I mean, I don't think, I think the Packers are done. Packers aren't making it there. I think the Lions, right, but like the Lions, I think really it's a, it's a, I think Commanders and Falcons are really your only. I mean, Falcons can still beat the Bucks out for the division amazingly at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, and, and the Saints, the Saints are two games behind. But like you know, four and seven, and we're talking about only oh, only two games behind in the division. If you're telling Crazy. me, if you're telling me, ten games is going to be the seven spot, winning six games out of the last what is what's left, six out of the last eight might be tough. Right, but the but the NFC South is going to be the division this year. That's like the eight. They oh, might yeah. go eight and nine and win it. That's and, true. It's right. True. That's the problem. That's true. You're right. If you're right, you could be the division winner, be the fourth seed, and be terrible. Yeah, I don't think the NFC West is going to go down that road because right now the Seahawks and the the Forty ers are tied. So it's well, that's, that's going to th- be a, that's going to be a coin flip. That's going to go down to Week Eighteen. That's the other thing I wrote on the on our little rundown. Does anyone want to win that division? Because no. like no one's running. I, I think mean, the Niners. The, the Niners, Niners are, will win it. But they're turn, they're they're kind of turning it on right now. They're four and zero in the division. Insane. Two and four yeah. elsewhere. To right. the AFC, I think AFC is a little more interesting, a little more competitive, a little more balanced, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I agree. With uh, that. Chiefs, I think we're we're now all in agreement. They're going to run away with the one seed. Yeah, I'd and Bills so. are good. Bills are probably. With the win, I think, you know, I think the Bills are going to probably win 12 games and 13 games comfortably and, you know, probably still win the AFC East, you know, with Miami right behind them. I think if they're not careful, they can they can end up as a four. Absolutely. Absolutely. They could end up out of the. It, they could win the division, but be the four seed, or they could be the fifth seed and right. lose yeah. the division to the Dolphins. They they are teetering very close. They they they've won two good decent games, de- decent, but you know to keep pace. But Miami's seven and three. Miami wins this weekend. Oh, it's it's close. It's real close. 
I mean, yeah. what they got Texans this week. Miami's right? definitely. I mean, if you want to jump right into it to to preview those games, Miami's going to roll this weekend. I don't see how they. I don't see how they don't. Definitely, Miami want- will steamroll the Texans. That will be, you know, cut hammer that hammer the line on that on the Dolphins <laughs> line, whatever it is. I don't. I don't care. even. I don't, honestly, I don't. You know what? Let's pull that up real quick. But I, I don't see how they lose. They're, they're definitely going to win. I'm, you know, it might just be by how much. Their offense is too good. Their defense will, will play well enough for them to win. Plus, they bench Davis Mills. So. Not that he was a world beater anyway, but I don't see them losing at all. Hold on, I'm pulling up the spread here. They're 14 point favorites. Yeah, hammer that. I'd still you know, hammer that. You know, the over under is 46 and a half. Do I, I think, mean, I take I take that on a teaser, but yeah, no. <laughs> you know, even what a seven point teaser, they're still I would take them at seven point favorites. Yeah. So uh do you guys want to jump forward or do you guys yeah. want to talk about uh, I mean, because we kind of we, we kind of touched on Thanksgiving. You know, the Bills took care of business, probably a little bit closer than it needed to be. The Cowboys beat the Giants in a game that the Cowboys should have won anyway. It's just disappointing because the Giants were leading Giants. at halftime. Yeah, I think that the fourth and one drop by Saquon basically was the turning point of the game. I 100%. think that oh, absolutely. that was it. I think that right there was a demoralizing moment in the game, and the and the Cowboys sniffed, smelled blood, and said. We're done. Right. Goodbye. And we talked about how they couldn't run the ball because their their throwing is not a threat. And yeah, that's it. That was it. That <laughs> the, was the whole the, that was the whole game. You know, was it. and and Pats and, and the Vikings beat the Pats and the Vikings somehow won a game in prime time and looked good doing it. <laughs> and yeah. that Hunter Henry catch, not non catch call was kind of strange. But like, OK, you know, yeah, but still. But- it was the right call. It was just a weird, it's a weird moment. You know, it was like a whoa kind of thing. Um. So, yeah, next week, next week's this week. Yeah, we, we can move. We can move ahead. The Thanksgiving's it's done. <laughs> I, ate, I ate the turkey. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, the stuffings and the, the leftover stuffings in the fridge. <laughs> exactly. So Bengals against the Titans. What do we got, boys? I, I wrote on the rundown that this was probably going to be based on record alone, but based on actually what the slate this Sunday looks like on Monday, this will probably be the most competitive and good best game to watch this weekend. Um, probably, you know, outside of fan fandoms, notwithstanding, um, you know, I think, I think the, what is the line on this one? That's what I'm actually kind of interested in. So Bengals are favored minus two and a half, which is, you know, on the road, which is, it's a little scary, you know. I I think I would say, um, I think they'll win this game, but I I you know it, this could go to overtime. This could be a you know twenty seven twenty four kind of ordeal, you know. Either way, it's, I would stay away from picking this game from a picks perspective. But I, if I'm leaning, I think Bengals win just on the sheer fact that I think they're starting to they're going to start to get hot. I agree. Like we just talked about, they 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 won a game they probably should have won a little bit closer than it needed to be. Seems to be a consistent theme around here these days. But you know, offense is down across the NFL this year, so I think yeah. we can say that. But it's just generally speaking, like kind of true for a lot but of teams. Can they can they build on this? We'll see. I mean, this is the they're going to the site of their divisional round upset against the number one seed, the last year's number one seed. So. You know, and, and as far as the Titans go, listen, Derrick Henry's going to carry you as far as he can. 
you know, you could ride him into the ground, but you know, it's how they good. Will. Well, I was going to say, which they will. they're going to give him 30 carries probably. So we'll see. Should be a good game. Should, you know, that's probably look just looking at the thing real quick, looking at like the, the rundown real quick. That's probably one of the bigger playoff implication games this as far as before we, you know, turn the page to December. Honestly, I know you're saying carry like carry three three times game. I think Diddy probably will get his 20, 30 carries. I don't trust that Bengals secondary. I think this is the the yearly Ryan Tannehill game. I think this is <laughs> yeah. This might he be his three hundred the three hundred yard game. This is like yeah yeah. I was I'm not bad guys. This is the game. This is the game where people are like I'm okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, you know what? We'll Brian, see. This is a Tannehill convinced the Jets to bring him in as the back quarterback next year game. Twenty to this pay is, him twenty million to do so. Yeah, exactly. This is the I threw for three touchdowns in three forty, and now yeah, but suddenly, Burrow might throw for four. That's the thing. <laughs> he might throw for four. He's like they're that good. They can be yeah, that good. Can be that good. That's that's the key there. He might throw for two and two picks, but he might throw for four and two picks. You know, right. All right, moving ahead, we got Broncos. Oh, God. Why? Why do we have to talk about this? God. Broncos. Broncos, Broncos are somehow favored minus one, minus one and a half, depending on where you look. My, uh, I got minus one and a half. I mean, they probably should win this game, you know, maybe on a late field goal or whatever. But the total in this game is 36 and a half. So, they're, you know, Vegas is not expecting a... Uh, Big offensive output is not expecting an offensive clinic, as they would say. You know, I would probably stay away from this game at all costs. I probably wouldn't even put it in a a 10 point teaser either way. Snooze fest. (laughs) Snooze fest. Baker Mayfield doesn't look as garbage as Russell Wilson. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I really don't 14, have much to say about 14, this. It, 11. <laughs> 14 11. I'm calling Pan- it. Now. Panthers are a bad team and oh. the Broncos have just massively underachieved. So I really don't know what it's else. A coin, this is a coin flip game. Yeah, I honestly don't even know what to say. Like the I'll say the Broncos should win the game. That's really what I should say. Should have beat the Raiders though, and we saw what happened there. So and and you know what? And if they lose, like I said, they should win the game. But if they lose, I really am not surprised because yeah, it's been just it's been a garbage year all year around for them. So should win, but if they don't, well, <laughs> I guess it's just moving up on the draft board. Nope, you're 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 out. We lost your mic. Do we lose them? Turn, turn, turn off your mute, mute button. <laughs> turn, we lost Kevin's. Oh, did the call? Kevin, drop? you hung up. Yeah, your call dropped. Your oh, phone man. died. His phone died. Watch. Oh God. Did your phone? Did your phone die? Next game on the docket. Make the war wagon, buddy. Uh, Bears, Jets. What do you got, bud? Yeah, pretty much I add on. Add on to what we talked about. I don't feel good about this game at all, actually. <laughs> I feel, my, I, I feel. Of course, I actually feel. First of all, Jets. Jets are favored minus six. No, I don't no, like that under, at all. Under what circumstances? I'm taking the Bears plus six. I would definitely take the Bears plus six. I think the Bears plus up. six. Like you're dumb if you take the Jets. I'm sorry. 
no way, man. Mike White, no, watch. I'm going to eat crow, and Mike White's going to throw three touchdowns. Like, it's going to uh, throw 320, three touchdowns. Jets are going to win, like, 30, 33 to, like, 17, and they're going to roll. Right. No, I don't feel good about this game Be just because if Fields plays, it's going to be close. The Jets' defense is going to be, like, miraculously stymied by the fact that there's a running quarterback on the field. And... You know, they're going to give up like all of these points and they're not going to. But, you know, if he doesn't play, then, yeah, I could see them rolling and then I'm, I'm not as worried. But we'll see when, when whether or not he suits up. Um, but I just don't I don't feel I never feel good about this. This is not a we don't know what the Jets offense is at all right now. It's a complete mystery. And I don't think they know. And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, no, so, definitely not. Yeah. So I think ultimately, you know, it's. I I can't I can't in good conscience tell anybody and advise anybody to bet on this game. Um, what's the over under? <laughs> the over under standby is hold on. Jets, oh, I see Jets, thirty-eight Jets. and a half. I just saw it. Yes, thirty-eight and a half. I'd bet the I'd bet the over on this. I would bet maybe. the over, maybe if 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 Justin Fields plays. Yeah, it's, is he game time decision or is he? Uh, He's just gonna... listed as questionable right now. I think he probably will end up being a game time decision. Roger that. All right. Or like a you know two hours before decision. Yeah, probably. But I mean, he's still probably not going to be that good, you know. No, but he'll give them a chance. Yeah. No, I I I, I just think. I don't know. The over under uh, the Jets. I uh, they scare me. You know. Anyway, they they that's it's just uh, they don't because I don't think they know who they are from an identity at this point, and that's the scary thing as a football fan is to say I don't know what my team's identity is, and it's it's a double digit week number. Like that's right. that's kind of a problem. That is a problem. All right, moving on. We have uh, playoff implications galore. We have the Falcons against the Commanders. Yes, we do. Falcons, Commander. I mean, the Commanders have been hot. I mean, I could see either team winning this thing. I think the Falcons probably should win this game. Commanders favorite at home minus four, so they're basically a one-point favorite. So I would say I would take the Commanders, roll with the the Taylor Heineke train, because Falcons, while they've been okay, better than expected, they're still wildly inconsistent whereas the commanders are inc are consistently meh like they're just okay they're they're consistently average whereas the the falcons have been wildly inconsistent. yeah they've been good they've been bad you know yeah and maybe you're right you know you're probably right i don't know what i'm talking about but um i don't know just i don't get excited for this game even though like like kevin said playoff implications galore but i don't know i'm just game doesn't excite me maybe i'm cra- um, maybe i'm maybe i'm crazy i don't know what what do you think i mean looking at it i like it for the playoff implications i think that honestly looking at that an nfc playoff picture that we were talking about i think that the commanders could sneak into the playoffs as much as i don't want to like see it. oh yes I, yeah fair i enough. think that I think that Ron Rivera has believing in in themselves and believing in his whatever 
John Jones type of cool lady who's trying to sell down there. <laughs> Jim Jones. The Jim Jones cool lady. Jim Jones. John, John Bones. John Jones is a UFC fighter. John Bones. <laughs> The John Bones uh, penis pills in the in the gas station. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's late, folks. Uh, but it is. Um, just a bit. I think Ron, Ron Rivera's got him believing in himself and believing in in the team, the concept, and and the idea that hey, we can make the playoffs, and or you know, we got a shot, we got an outside shot. You know, the best move that they possibly could have done was to go to Tyler Heineke. Um, do I believe in Brian Robinson? Uh, not really, but probably not. Better than, better than Antonio Gibson. I'll give him that. Like, yeah. He's given all the yards on the ground. Terry McLaurin's still a decent. Again, the, another. Everything top. is decent. Everything about the Commanders is. That's a decent player. That's a yeah. decent what? scheme. He's what? Taylor Heineke, decent guy. Like, you but know. Yeah. In the NF- but in the NFC. For that seventh seed, all you have to be decent. Right. Shockingly, right. yeah. You just have to be average. Oh, that's right. I, I think I think the commanders can get in. Like, I think they beat the fighting Mariotas, uh, term <laughs> coined by our buddy Artie over there last week. But yeah, I think they can get in. I think that they probably win by 14 over the Falcons at home. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll call that. I'll put my ass on the line there. 14. All right, Command write it down. Like, Mark it down. Mark it down. Mark it down. 14. Mark it down. We'll go from there. Uh, next game, we have the Bucks at the Browns. And I I got to agree with Artie there. I think that you probably are looking at the start of that big Bucks uh, playoff. Blech. Sorry, I just had to vomit thinking about Tom Brady winning football <laughs> games again. <sighs> Bro, his, his son, quick tangent, his son is 15 years old, I'll have you know, and his son is the starting freshman varsity quarterback at his high school. So we are oh, going to see go. the sh- Of course we're he gonna is. Another 20. <laughs> and don't, don't you fret. Brady's going to keep living in our heads run free for do another 20, 30 do you, do you, can't wait. Do you think? Do you think Antonio Brown had sex with Giselle? That's oh God. all I want to know. It's all I want to know. That—that's the question that we all need to know. That, okay, that's all right. We we'll find it. We'll find out in like ten years. I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to it. The tell-all book. Be spicy. Yeah, spicy. The tell-all book. Ten years from now. All right, let's do it. Whatever. The Bucks Raven, should, win. Ra- the Bucks Raven, should win that game, Buck, but whatever. Bucks should win that game. I don't think it's going to be close, and. I think we're we're gonna watch another freaking you know. And I believe what Deshaun, Deshaun Watson has returned to practice. I believe he has. I believe he's eligible. He can play in this game if he wanted to, or is that next week? I think it's next week. He can play. You're right. You're right. It was a 12 game suspension. Right, and they, they had a buy. Starting ah, quarterback yes. is back. I mean, you paid him all that money. Well, technically, they didn't pay him all that money. But they only, you know, they gave him a big signing bonus to, and he only, he lost, what was it? He only lost a million dollars of salary and the rest was signing bonus. They paid him all that money. He better start. I don't know how sharp he's going to be. He hasn't played in like 15 years. So let's see how it goes. And, and start Donovan Peoples Jones if you, what? if you want value what? picks on your fantasy team. Ah, uh, yes. Stories are correct. He's very relaxed. So 
Yeah, well. He might start, but. Uh, next, we got uh, Ravens Jaguars, right? Yes. Ravens by a million. Yeah, close. yeah, I don't see the uh, Jaguars pulling off an upset here. At what point, though, do we start saying that maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't the dude, though? I give Trevor Lawrence six games next year. After the first six games next that's season. That's it, huh? Six games? Yeah, that's it. I, I, next year, they have to be better. Next year. If they are not decent. If they're not three and three next year, if he's like still the same guy next year that he is now, it ain't him. He ain't yeah, the guy. You're out. Well, it's it's <laughs> he can't work in Jacksonville. Who can? I don't know. Tom Coughlin has been gone for a while. So Listen, I, the, you know, the long the long gone are the days of Mark Brunel and oh, uh God. you know, uh, what's his name? Uh uh God Maurice Jones Drew and all those guys. M J D. Yeah, those days are over. Tony David Gerard, David Gerard, David Gerard. Yes, Beating, I remember playing yes. the Pats. Yeah, no, yes, that's, yes, those days yes. are gone. Yes. What is it, Jimmy Smith and Keenan yes, McCardle? That's Jimmy who I was. I was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. They. I knew they had a good wide receiver. I couldn't remember. God, that brings me back. Oh boy. And boys, it's all it's all up here. It's all in the noggin. That's that encyclopedia it. is amazing. But no, but to your point, at six games, I, I agree with that. I mean, they went out, they got his boy, they got Etienne, and he hasn't been it. They went out, they got they got him a good receiver, they got Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk's done exactly. Oh what god, he seventy-four million dollar man. That's overpaid, but not a bad player. He's, yeah, but he's been doing what you what you want out of a dude you paid seventy-four million dollars for. Like, oh, absolutely, that, absolutely. The yeah. back up the, oh, yeah, but this ain't God. a fantasy team. This is not. This is this is wins and losses, and it's not working. Exactly, it's not. Something's not right. Then again, it's only Doug Peterson's first year there, so maybe you know. That's why I'm saying you got to give him a little bit into next year. But I think they they're going to have to do a lot in free agency, and they're going to have to draft very well this year. And if they don't, and they don't hit, and they don't start to look like the, the, the they don't look like okay. They're turning into the Tennessee Titans, you know, that they're an above 500 team. He's going to be gone. Big, big problems. Big problems. But let, let, let's take it off the field, though. Like, you say they got to hit big in free agency, and, and they got to look. I don't know if you've been to uh, North Florida, but North Florida isn't exactly like the prime. Uh, that is true. It's not necessarily a football free, town. Yeah, and it's not the prime free agency spot. Like, St. Augustine ain't cutting it for me. Jacksonville ain't cutting it for me if I'm a free agent. And I have, like, if you give me the Rams against the Jaguars. Yeah, I'm going to go to L.A., even though L.A. is a dump. Yeah. So, like, interesting problem. Well, I guess they could figure this out. From a cap perspective, they're actually going to be four and a half million on over the cap uh, right now. They'll figure it out. I know. That's, Let me that's, just that's, cut. That's they'll cut do. Them, guys. They'll do their magic and their and their you know voodoo accounting. It, the, the cap is voodoo just a, a mere suggestion. No, it's true. I, no, I, hate I to know. say it like that because the Saints this year going into the offseason had seventy four million dollars of cap overages, and somehow they managed to I mean, they could figure they could it out. 
they could restructure Cam Robinson's contract. They, they'll restructure seven million. And they'll restructure deals. They because guys have restructure bonuses and all that stuff. So they'll figure Brandon it out. I'm Scherf. not worried about that. Right guard Brandon Scherf could save the money. That's how sad it is. Anywho, anywho, moving on to the four o'clock uh, window. Raiders at Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks. Why is nothing exciting? That's what I said. I said. Now you know why Bungles the Titans is going to be the best game of the weekend. Like you're right. Like nothing is Other like than the jump- Jets. Oh my me. god, nothing is jumping off the page here. Like everything's it's a boring. Now oh, the Thanksgiving throws everything off because all of your. But even still, though, like I all know. right, so those were pretty good games for the most part. But like, there is nothing ex- like the four o'clock games are supposed to be like somewhat national games. Like. Am I really? Do I really Rams care about Rams or Chiefs? Was supposed to be it. That was supposed to be good, and that's going to be garbage. That was supposed to be the CBS. Like everybody watches that game. Yeah, like Seahawks Raiders. The Seahawks should win that game. Raiders have been underachieving like crazy. You know, give me, give me Gino for two seventy five. Yeah, I could see it. Oh no! I, listen. Again- Niners, Niners by a million. Like I'm just, I'm saying right now. Yeah, no, Niners right. by twenty. Like it's gonna happen. No, you're right. You're right. All right Chargers, Cardinals <sighs> at home. Chargers. Nah, Chargers, gonna, Chargers are gonna win. I want nails and coffins with the Cardinals because I think, I think that franchise. Kyler Murray's I, too busy playing Ky- Call of Duty. Kyler Murray's is not mature. He's a man child, and I think. Um, I really genuinely think that Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat, and I think that this is going to. So do I. That's why I wrote it down. I know yeah, you did, and that's been... why. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, he is on the hot seat, and I think he's going to get fired at the end of the year. So this, this is this is going to be a, a nail in said coffin. They're three point dogs at home. Tells you all you need. Tells to you know. Know. That's it. Vegas knows what they're doing. I'm telling you right now, they know what they're doing. Three point dogs at home. That's it. He and... gets fired. Uh-huh. If he gets fired, you're going to see him coaching at Ole Miss next year. I wouldn't doubt it. NFL he, washed up NFL coaches love college. They love Ole Miss. He goes, <laughs> he goes and Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn. Oh God! Well, I'm telling you right now, the SEC, especially the SEC West, uh, is going to be like, oh my God, the Alabama is vulnerable. Let's go get him. Like, yeah. so the, it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a lot of moving parts next, this off season. I can see that absolutely happening. I can see them splashing a ton of money at Ole Miss. Once Lane Kiffin leaves, because Lane Kiffin's going to get a crap ton of money from Auburn after they get massacred by uh, Bama tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, rather. Mm. And that's really it. Like, yeah. so you'll uh, see Ram- that happen. Rams to Chiefs, Chiefs by a million. No, no sweat. They're 15 done. and a half point favorites. That's so insane. So but yeah. So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 15 and a half. Yeah, baby. Saints 49ers doesn't really do anything for me. The 49ers should roll. Yeah, they're favored by nine ish. Eight and a half to nine. They'll, and a half. they'll, they'll run the table. They'll, they'll roll. They're going to run the game. table. I'm telling you, they're going to, they're going to lose one game between. Now in the end of the season, oh, and this ain't this ain't it. Look at this uh, prime time. Oh my god! Pack oh, pack at oh. Eagles. I just want to throw up the A Why A Eagles I do not. I do not see the Packers even keeping this competitive. I could. I could see. 
I think if the so here's the thing I think about the Eagles. I think a little bit of smoke and mirrors with the Eagles, if you ask me, because I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as everyone says he is. I don't I don't I don't see it like maybe if this is the hot take of the weekend, like I don't see it with Jalen Hurts. Like I don't he's not bad. And he's definitely better. He's definitely better than he was last year. But I don't see like I don't see where the magic like I don't I don't get it. And so I think I could see this being like a 21-17 game either way. Mm. Like I the Packers have severely the Packers, despite what you may think, have actually underachieved this year. And I think maybe they took them a dozen weeks to get you know, ten weeks to get good, you know, chemistry with these average receivers. Christian Watson, yeah. I, I think they'll be better in the the last month of the season than they were in the first two. I mean, they better. But I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I think they're going to play more competitively. Six and a half point dogs. I mean, can they keep it close? I think they'll keep it close. I don't think it's going to be that Ah. big that Eagles have come back down to earth a bit. I don't, I don't see them. You know, I don't see this being 31 10. I I just don't. Maybe, maybe a 24 20 kind of game. Who knows? Something like that. All right. I'll piggyback uh, take and I'll say that not only do I not believe that Jalen Hurst is the dude, I don't believe he's him, as the kids say. Uh, <laughs> he ain't him. He ain't him, yeah. But uh, moreover, the only time he's had a good game is when Miles Sanders has gone for a buck fifty. So if Miles Sanders doesn't get busy, Jalen Hurts gets a, gets a shock, shock, shocking NFL Phil's philosophy. Young quarterbacks do well when they can have play action. Whoa, okay. That's just off NFL offenses in general. Right. I that's Tom Brady always succeeded when he had a good running back. They won Super Bowls. Go back and look at every year that Tom Brady and the Pats won a Super Bowl or the Bucks. Oh, they had a good decent running game. They, they always had a decent a their running defense. game was, and he always play action was always the key. It was always the twenty seven yard pass to get them from from the their own forty into field goal range. And to get them in the red zone was always like, oh, you know, on second and seven, boom, play action down the middle strike, you know, something to Edelman something or something to one of his bigger. It's a Gronk. That was that was the formula. Like it was it, you it know. was it, no, it definitely was. It, it, it was. But running back, it was always either James White or Kevin Falk or whoever the right head, whoever the hell. Rex Burkhead. God. All right, uh, well, we, let's we finish out this garbage here. week, please. Uh, Stillers at Colts snooze. I wrote a snooze fest in the. Uh, I mean, I'm kind fighting of ex- Jeff's. I'm, I'm kind of fighting Jeff Saturdays. Kind of excited a little bit to see the development of Kenny Pickett. He's been playing, I'd say, pretty well. Um, see the development of George Pickens. He's been playing better. So I, I'm a little. I'm looking forward to this game a little bit. Um, that's really all I got to say about it. I'm not, again, I'm not going to, I mean, Monday night, I'll probably check in and out of the game a little bit. You know, am I going to be like glued, glued to it? Probably not. I mean, maybe for the, for the podcast sake, I'll probably, you know, keep an eye on it, but if it's a blowout one way or the other, see you later. Colts at home favored two and a half. It's coin flip coin flip flip game. (laughs) go off but I, I don't see it man I think the Steelers win that game I think Kenny Pickett's probably gonna 
continue his development. Colts are weak. Colts just don't have it. And I, I think there's too there's too much turmoil going on there for them to be consistent. Like Oh yeah. No. Jonathan has got has looked human the past Pedest- couple of weeks. Pedestrian. You don't have like you don't have a really like Matt Ryan looks old. He looks old. Bro. Yeah, he looks he's kind of done. Yeah, and and he aged quick. It's unfortunate. He's probably a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, but he, he it's time, dude. Like he got old real quick, and he got statuesque real quick in that pocket. Yeah. So he's just gonna want. Um, I don't know. I, I think Matt Ryan against TJ Watt coming at you from from edge rush is not going to be not going to be favorable to some guy who can't run anymore. No, yeah. Right. No, I agree. Uh, All right. That, 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 that closes that out the NFL. That closes out the NFL. I hope, uh, the, I hope the Jets win. That's all I got to say. Yeah, well, I get to we'll take – I basically get like a – a bye week with the Giants playing on Thanksgiving. So, you know, I get to enjoy football without having to root too hard for anybody. Hey, John, did you watch the World Cup today? Did you watch the US? I did. I was very surprised that the United States tied. I thought they were going to get blown out, to be honest with you. Um, I think the U.S. tying England is apart from winning was probably best case scenario. So now all they have to do is beat Iran and they're into the knockout stage. That's right. So, you know, I think that was the best thing. I mean, the USA should have probably won their opening match, but listen, it's all right. uh, You know, draws in a win always gets you in. That's that's, that's, that's the way they have. They've played well enough. They played well today. Um, You know, it's, you know, you got to, Listen, don't play down to the competition against Iran. <laughs> Seize the moment, win the game, and guess what? You're in the knockout stage. And then we'll see what happens, see who they draw in the knockout stage. Absolutely agreed. I mean, it's, you look at it, man. It's, USA should have won that first game. Um, yeah. They should have beat Wales. Looking at Wales, uh, Wales pretty much was lackluster when it came to attacking they really didn't come forward uh the u.s had the ball time there and they just didn't create um that first game really realistically is down to the mistakes in subs and not bringing in people right either not people fast enough and then also not bringing in people at all like Gio Reyna didn't play against Wales, and neither mm. did Brandon Aronson. They both on the bench, and then he brought in Haji Wright late, who's a six-two, six-three striker who can, you know, on a cross can change a game on blink of an eye. But you don't bring him in who- in the 80th minute, like yeah. you yeah. don't do that, yeah. like. You bring him in in the sixty-second minute, like you're, like you know, you got to right. give him at least twenty minutes on the field to make to make their right. impact. And then, yeah. And then today, like Serhino Dest was probably your most dynamic player on the right side. Yep. He was carving them up on the right side. He was linking well 
on that spine with Wes McKinney on the right side. Wes McKinney was looking dangerous on that right side. Once you take out Serkino Desk and replace him with Shaq Moore, suddenly England puts in Jack Grealish. And for the last 25 minutes of that game, it's squeaky butthole time. And we're all fucking hoping. It just, it was the first 60 minutes of that game. The U.S. was was dominating, and uh, it was not dominating. Was the better team on the field, yes. and it was I was pretty apparent even by like an objective observer. Like Timothy Way was just fucking having his way. Like Zimmerman was kicking everything out of the box. Like it was just Tyler Adams. I how many times did we say Tyler Adams' name today, Kevin? Like a million times. It, I was like, wow, Tyler Adams is everywhere. I, his ass off today. And yeah, Tim and Dest were the best players on the field by far. But while we controlled the midfield, you lacked a final ball. You lacked some sort of definition. We got it into the box. We got there. We, we were creating. But where was the dude who was going to take that final shot and get the ball on net? We don't have so just hit a crossbar and that was your that was as close as we got. That was that was close. That, that was, was in the, the beginning one, of the game. That was it. And that was like kind of just a little like, oh, oh, he shot it. Like, wow, okay. Right. Like it and it was it was close, but there was we there was it was a very ho hum match from from a from a tactical standpoint. It was a lot of the time of possession in chunks, one team, then the other team had a long and it was not a lot of like not a lot of corners, not a lot of fouls, no no cards. Like it was, it was kind of a very ho hum game, and not a lot going on other than well, a handful a of, of chances. A lot of feeling out match. Like, oh, let's see yes. what they're going to do. Absolutely. What and are I they going to do? Let's see. Which how was this good works. for the U.S. because that that played every, right into the U.S.'s hands. England was very stupid right. to play that way, and everybody responded like it was telling that Burhalter didn't make any changes until Southgate made him first. Like, we, we waited, we sat back, we saw what type of adjustments England was going to make, and then we decided, all right, they put in Henderson, they put in Grealish, right. pull back and let me throw in some pieces here and see if we can make it work. There's no reason why Brendan Aronson should have come in that late. He, he shouldn't have come in at the 70th minute, 75th minute, whatever the fuck it was. You shouldn't be giving Gio Reyna, who's probably our most dynamic player, not named Christian Pulisic. You shouldn't only be giving him five minutes, a five-minute run at the end of the game. There's no reason for that. Right. But right. That, that's the life we live as in as the U.S. men national team or, or, or U.S. soccer fans. Or do you, fans. Do you that, think if Jurgen Klinsmann is still, is still running the show that, that we would have made, made the choices today? Or... Uh, I mean, because I think he was probably the best coach the U.S. has had in the last 25 years. I disagree. I think that for all the good things that Jurgen Klinsmann brought us from a grassroots level, the, the problem with Jurgen Klinsmann, and this is going to be a, a, a quick tangent, I promise you guys, but the problem with Jurgen Klinsmann was the fact that from the youth level up to the senior national team level, there was no consistency. So the way you do it in Spain, the way you do it in Brazil, the way you do it in Argentina, and we'll cut to Argentina in a second. Um, tactically, they play the same tactic, the same 4-3-3, the same whatever, 3-4-3. They bring it up from the time you're 14 all the way to the men's national team. So with Jurgen Klinsmann, this 
German motherfucker, what all he would do is he would take this damn team and he would be like, today I'm going to play a fucking Christmas tree save. Today I'm going to play a tactical 4-4-2. Today I'm going to play with one striker. Today I'm going to play with two. There was never consistency. So you had guys like Clint Dempsey, who for all intents and purposes was a fantastic striker. You would have Landon Donovan, fantastic striker. And they would be like, well, I'm just sitting here with my dick in my hand, not knowing what I'm going to do because today I could be a striker. Tomorrow I could be a left back. And we saw that time and time again, guys out of position and not really knowing where the hell we were going with it. And tactically we would get started for it, but bent over a barrel and shown all 50 States like that. That's the reality of it. And then so. enter Bob Brad. Yeah, Bob I was going to say, so was Bob Bradley your pick? Yeah, Bob Bradley actually had his place tactically sound, smart, physical, gave us an identity of, look, we're not going to beat you. We're technically not as gifted as you, but we're going to beat you on grit. We're going to get to every ball. We're going to challenge every ball, and we're going to go forward. And you you saw it a little bit as far as, like, okay, that's who we are. And today we went back to that. Like we went back to that identity of we're going to challenge you in midfield. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to go forward. And then at the I think Berhalter is, is good. I think he's very good. I think he's more of the Bob, Rob Bradley, Bruce arena school of, of soccer coaching than yeah, the Klinsman uh, I, I think, style. I think he overthinks it though. I think he thinks about it way too much. And Probably. then he, he starts to get into this tactical like chess match and he's playing this chess match against himself. He's not playing it against the other manager. He's playing against what he believes somebody else is going to play with. And do I think they beat Iran? If they play like they did today, absolutely. So I think they smoke them three, nothing, but we'll see. Yeah. But do, you know, do I think they get past that? Like, Spain just demolished somebody seven nothing and looked like the best team in the tournament. Like they have eighteen year old, nineteen year old kids that take Tyler Adams or take a Christian Pulisich and makes them look stupid. Like I know. you know right. what I mean? Like like you got France who is now, you know, had a stumble at oh, the beginning oh. of that game. France ended up winning four nothing four one, four nothing, four one. And one, they look fucking tremendous you know what i mean like germany who's supposed to be this world beating team probably a third favorite they lost to japan bro like do do we really go out and like compete with any of those teams at a level that i think that we're at i think that four years from now sure we have a chance but like right now i don't think we're it like i think that we saw our like peak of what we're able to do. And our peak right now is you, you can hang with them. You're not going to beat them. Right. I don't expect this team. If they make it to the knockout stage, they're not going get, past get, the round of 16. Yeah, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't see them making, you know, the fun, you know, the elite eight or whatever, if you will, like, I don't see it happening. It's says you could always dream, but I don't see it happening. Like you said, they they probably played one of their best games and good enough to, to tie but not necessarily enough to Listen, win. Listen, Eng- England's a top 10 club. Absolutely. Uh, international. So like, I'm not 
like I'm not knocking it. Like they look at that as a loss. Like let's oh, if you want to look if you want to know how good of a of a draw it You're was. You're supposed to beat the, the Americans. That's right. That's the English are like, oh, you didn't beat them. That's bad. Like that's how they look at it. So, you know, and listen. You know, our, <laughs> and I, I, I listen. I my opinion is that I think what we have to do as USA Soccer is just stick to one program for more than six years like just stick with it it's got to stay from top to bottom you got to keep it consistent because now we're at the point where we get it we we have guys playing in the epl and the spanish league and the bundesliga we have people players playing in europe that's that's it like we're it's good enough like so we have we'll now have the talent to be maybe we won't be spain and france or but we can be on the level of listen argentina has a, three great players and then average players everywhere else that's all i it's all you need in the world cup you don't need you know 10 out of 11 starters are five star players like you just need three or four and then like then you need everybody else to be tactically you know sound at their position and good but 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 the, the rebuttal to that is you have three or four fantastic players who are world class in their spot, and then you got technically outclassed by Saudi fucking Arabia, who just tactically stayed in their lines, right? Played very aggressive. But that's what very... you want. That's what the America has to do. The U.S. Right. has to be what Saudi Arabia just did. They have to be all eleven Bold. players are playing in the right position, know how the game Bold. is played, have played together enough. It's not like, oh, we slap them together five minutes before the World Cup for qualifiers. Like, no, like there's a whole program. Every country now has a program that they're a part of and there's right. consistency and they know the playbook and they know the formations and they know the tactics and they know each other. And it's plug and play. One guy comes out, one guy goes in. OK, you know, but you know your role. You know, we're playing a four two two. That's what we that's what we're doing. Ninety percent of the time. Right. There's nothing like that's like in, in other sports. It's like, well, you know, today we're going to play a zone defense and then tomorrow we're going to play man to man. And you can't you, you got to know you're going to be the winger. You're a right winger. You know, you know that, you know, Christian Pulisic is a left winger and he's going to play the left wing or he's going to play striker position like the left striker position or left wing. To be, that's it. He's not leaving. He's not going to play midfield right. like, you know, like it's it. Yeah, right. That that's been what we've seen. Like it, like I, I completely agree with you. Like we we need for a, a World Cup cycle, if you will, we need to keep these guys together, one consistent team. Like hell, like Brazil or like in Argentina or Germany or Spain, keep these guys together for four to six years and let them grow together and right. learn their game in and out. If not, it's just because this team all, is more talented. Than the than the Landon Donovan Clint Dempsey teams, this team has That's more talent and has developed that talent at a younger age. The problem with that with with the them was they got good when they were twenty six and twenty eight and thirty years old. These right. kids are good at eighteen and twenty and twenty two, and they're developing their talent earlier. And that's the difference, right? Like gives you longevity. We, we probably reached a level. I wouldn't say their peak, but we've crested too early. Like we theoretically should have gotten here four years from now, 
four years from now, when the World Cup was here in the States or Mexico, like when they had that shared bid, that's when these guys should have been making noise because they would have been 25, 26 right. and at their peak. We've crested early. So anything from here on out is house money. You know, you hope you make knockouts. Am I going to be pissed if they don't? No. No. Like, it, you, you got to understand that we're probably we're probably four years away from actually doing something legitimate. Right. Um, Isn't, like, Matt Turner the most, the oldest player on this team? Like, yeah. yeah. Not, like, the yeah. the oldest person that starts consistently, you know? Yeah, and he's, what, 26, 28? 20, he's 28. Yeah. But Rain is 20, Pulisic is 24. Dest is 22. I mean, like, right. Ro- Anthony Robinson is, how old is he? He's 25, you know? But they're... but theoretically, though, like, you keep this team together. Your oldest guy is going to be 31, 32 at the start of the World Cup here in 2026 when you play, play here. So that that's ideal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Right. Him and Zimmerman. And it, Zimmerman's twenty nine, but Zimmerman thirty three. That's fine. Like that will probably right. be his his last World Cup. But as a defender, thirty three is fine. You but, know. But even then, like there's guys on the bench that haven't played. Like Joe Scally from fucking Lake Grove, New York, is nineteen years old, and he hasn't seen a minute of time. He's there to fill He's up big. numbers. He's a big boy. Yeah. Right. But Scally's going to end up being on that team. And yeah, we have a Long Islander. Mm. That's awesome. And like, he probably will play in the third game. He probably will play against Iran. But like, that kid's just there to make up the squad right now. Like, he's just there to get valuable experience, to get exposed to like what the experience of a World Cup is. But four years from now, when this kid is now 22, 23, is he going to contribute a lot more or be expected to? Because you're not going to have a Tim Ream or a Reggie Cannon or any of these guys in the back. Yeah. Then you're, you're going to count on that guy at that point. Like the anticipation is that this guy is going to be playing in Germany for the next four years, developing and then cresting and, and coming out at the right time. You right. know, like that's the hope, but I don't know, man. I, I think we should just buy everybody a Rolls Royce and. Oh, like Saudi Arabia. Off. Did you hear about that? John? Yeah. I did hear about they, that. They That's gave, pretty they, awesome. They gave they gave the day off a holiday, and then they they, they bought everybody on the team rolls. Oh. So we should we should get a rolls. Must be nice. Yeah. We'll get a little toy rolls for the yeah, rolls that's, for that's the three awesome. of us. But the here and it's better than ever. That's it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So uh, moving on, do you guys want to touch on the MLB free agency? Uh, we real, have real Aaron, quick, real quick. Yeah. We had Aaron Judge meeting with Giants. Uh, do you think where there's smoke, there's fire, or what do you guys think? All you've uh, heard so far no. this offseason is about how the Giants are going to pursue him. They met with him. I'm assuming they've made a contract offer to him. I mean, what's left, Aaron, to accept? Because that's really all you can do at this point. It, MLB free agency is a slow burn, so... Is where there's smoke, there's fire. They said they were going to pursue him. They per, they've pursued him. What's left? The Yankees have supposedly made an offer to him. We haven't heard anything. We don't even know what the offers have been. So everyone's been pretty hush hush about this whole thing. So 
either everyone's lying or everyone's really keeping a tight lip. So, yeah, I don't know. Do I expect them to sign before Christmas? I, I don't know. I don't eh, see it. January. Yeah, I, was, I, I think when, whenever the winter meetings happen, I think is when we'll we'll. What know, do you one, think? One domino done? will fall. I know we talked about this last week, though. But what do you think gets it done? If he were to jump, what do you think gets it done? Uh, no, like nine years, forty-two and a half million. Oh my god, really? Like that's what we're talking about now? Like that's a uh, lot. I don't, I don't know. Let's see. When is that's, the a, lot. that's a lot of. That's a lot of 382 and a half million. That's probably three, probably like I would say 400 million over. So the GM meetings already happened. The winter winter meetings, I think they're in before, right before Christmas. When are the winter meetings? They are, I just saw it. Damn it. Um, They are held Sunday, December 4th through Wednesday, December 7th. Cut two weeks. So you got, so you'll see some people sign big, probably big names. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is Judge going to sign by then? I no, I it. think that that deal will be made at that will happen then. You think so? Yeah, I think that's where the the actual groundwork for the deal happens, and then the fine final points get made out late the week. Fair later. enough. Fair enough. I don't think it's announced then. I think the groundwork for it and the rumors and and the fleshing out of the contract will be happening there. Whether whether it's with the Giants or whether he stays in New York, I think you'll 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 see more of a development at, at the very least, but does he Great. sign by the seventh? No, no, Great. I still say he goes back to the Yankees. That's my opinion. What's the backup plan though? Like what? <sighs> Trey <know>. Turner. <laughs> Maybe. Carlos yeah. Correa. Oof. God. Oof. I don't know. I, I mean, I like, Dansby, I like Dansby Swanson. Like I think Swanson leaves the Braves. And I think they get Correa. If you're asking me what happens if he leaves, if Swanson stays, Correa goes back. I think. I think then you know that's really the only big position right now, other than you know, or you know, or we just play you know Trey Turner, Swanson, and Correa just play musical chairs, like you know. Yeah. But I think the Yan- they're waiting on. I, everyone's waiting on what happens to Judge. If Judge goes back to the Yankees, then the Yankees are not going to be in the business of big break big contracts. Judge goes to the Giants. I think everyone's calling the Yankees and saying, "What? What do you want to give my guy? What do you want to give my guy? You got to replace sixty-two home runs. You got to replace, you know, a, a goal, a, you know, silver slugger. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know. You got to replace the the this runs. Is, this ain't the Yankees of the nineties and early two thousands. I'm not saying. I'm sure they'll sign somebody big, especially probably. I'll, they'll probably sign one of the shortstops if Judge leaves, and maybe a. a Number two pitcher, like they but, need pitching more than they need anything. Aside, I, I, well, aside from Judge, they need yeah, a pitcher. They well, need... see, like I would have signed Urena. I would have well, signed. I mean, they're out here asking for medical records, and I don't know how annoyed you want to be about that, but that that one aggravated the hell out of me. Eh, it could just be yeah. due. It's just due diligence. Does 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 Degrom, is, but, Do you think Degrom uh, sniffs the Yankees if Judge goes to the Giants? I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. what kind of deal do you give DeGrom? Do you give him a Max Scherzer type deal? Three years of at 40 million per, you know, because that, that's, that's probably what it's going to take. And yeah, I don't think you, you want to give him that. That's what you're going to ask for. That's what's going to that's what it's going to take. So I, I don't know. Again, it's it's still too early. We just just want to touch on it, but it's it's still too early. Once the meetings happen, it'll heat up. 
fair. Because then you'll have the arbitration hearings. You'll have, you know, the free agent meetings. You got, you know, because you also have guys, a guy like Michael Conforto. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but he didn't play this year because he was hurt. He's a free agent. You know, he's an option. You want to talk about a backup plan to Aaron Judge? Not that that's a great one, but that's a backup plan. That's a backup solid one. They got to get rid of Stan. That's that's another thing. But not, the, the contract's untradeable. I know. Yeah, it's not, you're not getting rid of him. He, he, he's up there until God knows why, man. Like that. That's that's unmovable. Like unfortunately, like that's that's around your neck, and that's that's where it's going to end. Exactly. And uh, lastly, real quick, I I said we'd get to it, people. Uh, NHL hockey because god damn it we care about it so we're going to touch on it um, well, since we last spoke the Rangers lost to the Kraken they beat the Sharks they beat the Kings and they playing... lost to the Ducks so they're, 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 very, they're a very average performing hockey team right now still kind of early in the season but like still they're, too early, you, they're, know. you know they're in the middle of the stand, they're right in the middle of the Metropolitan Division right now yeah um, you know, and I mean, the Islanders are very, the Islanders and Devils, very good. Very, the Islanders have been, you know, started to play a little better lately, you know? Yeah, they're on a three, they're on a three game winning streak in their last 10. They're seven and three. Right. Jersey's uh, just had their 13 game winning streak broken. Yeah. So, but they're, they're, you know, 17, they're 17 and four on the season. So yeah, they came back, they beat the Sabres today, just after right. So they're, so, you know, they're on fire. They they they're really they they're really good. It's disturbing how good they are. But you know they're the playing point, well. To the point where like two games into the season there was fire Lindy chance and now it's sorry Lindy. Like at yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, too early. It is. It is. I, I agree with you. It's way too early with standings to. Now listen, twenty. Tw- there are all every team is at least twenty games in. You're a quarter of the way through the season already, which I know is kind of crazy when you think about it. But you're a quarter of the way through the season, and I think you're no you're noticing the East is way better than the West this year, like Probably, by far and yeah. away. Yeah, you know, so. Bruin, I think Bruins, the Bruins, the Devils, and the Islanders are the class of the East, and you know anything can happen. You know. The freaking lightning can get hot in the second half of the year and just, you know, which they are due to, and they could come out and once again, but you know, maybe they're just holding, holding, you know, I think a lot of these teams are waiting for the all-star break and then they're going to turn it on in the second half. So, you know, that's I, I, how they go. I'm seeing where somebody like a Patrick Kane ends up and where somebody like a Jonathan Taves ends up because that that's a move like, they're they're trying to move those contracts, and I want to see if the Rangers make a play for either one of them because I think those are it's gonna those cost, are It's going to cost a lot, and I don't know if they're willing to pay that price. It's going to cost a lot. Granted, I agree with you. I don't see how how far uh, Sorokin is going to carry the uh, the Islanders, though. Like I think at at a certain point that magic is going to wear off. You know what I mean? Like it might, it might. It's like I said. I'm just talking about the Patrick Kane or Taves moves. That they're going to want first round picks, or they're going to want top oh. level prospects. And you know, it's going to cost too much probably for the Rangers. They didn't do it last year, and they were willing to. They 
and they and they weren't willing to. So I don't see them doing it this year unless they need to make a move where, you know, they're middle of the road in the division or the conference and they need to, you know, get into a playoff spot. But I don't know if I see Chris Drury pulling the trigger. That's fair. That that's fair. I mean, the wet like like already said, the West looks entirely beatable. Like you go yeah. top down. The the only team that, that I can actually say is like frightening and that that's I like that even then not frightening, like the Golden Knights. Like Eichel has really turned that team around a little bit and as yes. far as giving them like an extra like kick in the an extra like P. Trantle has been tremendous. Uh, you you have Logan Thompson who's been wiped out as a goaltender. Like they have something there. Do I think on the flip side of that? Do I believe in the Colorado Avalanche going forward? No, I think they lost too many pieces. Too many stars. Uh, yeah. Too many oh pieces. yeah, they got decimated. Yeah. They they, yeah, they and, clean house. And then you look at the Flames who are right there. Flames. Huberdeau has worked out the way they thought it was going to work out. Naz Kadri hasn't really like you know what I mean. Like it's it's all over the place. Like the Oilers, the Oilers could make a run, but how much are you putting on McDavid? And only McDavid, you know what I mean? Mm. Like Dreitzel, McDavid, like what do you, what what do you think McDavid? about Car- Carlson moving at the deadline from the Sharks? I think he's another name. It's possible. You know, are the sharks out of it by then? Like, you know, how Rob, in, and what and what can you what can you get for him? Or what's someone willing to pay for him? That's eh, that's the whole that's thing. Right. That's yeah, that's ultimately it. It's the whole but like thing. I had seen like the Rangers saying, like, ah, our defense sucks and go but we should be better, you know, and, and mm-hmm. going for it. Right. I would pay attention by that matter, I would pay attention to somebody like the Kings. Because the Kings and look, Jonathan Quick has been terrible. That team's gonna drop. Hey. He's going to drop like rock in that right. in that division. You also have to see where your team stands injury wise at the deadline and where where you're at in the standings, because, you know, depending on how far away from the top you are and depending on what injuries you have, like, are you going to get do you have guys out that are going to be coming back or do you have guys out for the season or are you that far away where even if you make a big trade for offense or defense or whatever you need? Will it make will that one player or two players make that much of a difference? Like last year when the Rangers made all those deadline deals and all the teams made those deadline deals, it was to fill out depth. You know, you had the teams were relatively the team was relatively healthy and they made a charge, you know, to the conference finals. You know, it all depends on where they're sitting. Like I said, I can't really say how good this team is. They've been mediocre at best. But I I don't know. Like I said, I can't say I can't see what 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 kind of deal this team makes because is New Jersey that good? Maybe. Can we'll they sustain that? Four, let's see what it is after 40 games. Right. Let's play another. Tw- let's play half the season and see where we're at. You know, what was it Martin Luther King Day or whatever? Or like, you know, beginning of February. Let's see where we're at. And then it's the final push to the playoffs. Yeah. Agreed. It's too early to judge these teams yet. It's. They haven't even they, they've played a quarter of the season. I get it. But, you know, is Pittsburgh really the seventh best team in the in the Eastern Conference? I don't know. Is Tampa the sixth and is Jersey the second best team? You know, Boston's probably going to be that good. I could see that they've been a perennial, you know, 
you know, playoff I think, team. I think Islanders are legit. I think, I think legit. they are. I think they're finally healthy. I, you know, last year was a bit of a, you know, that's the, the year started bad and just, I think it just kind of hung over them yeah. all year. Yeah. I don't know. think they ever found their footing. Right. Okay. You know, is Detroit this, not I'm saying Detroit is this good, but you know, are they this okay? Are they, right. Are they <laughs> this okay? Like, you know, last year, what do you call it? Um, the Florida Panthers at this point in the year were like 11 and, you know, like almost undefeated at this point. <laughs> They're barely 500 right now, you know, so we'll see. Teams got to fall. You know, they got to they got these guys got to play together. These guys got to, you know, find it, find it. Like right. I said, it's too early. It is too early to tell. All right, gents. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Episode two. We'll be uh we'll see you next week. Absolutely.